you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Fast that was quick, yeah. Got some, got some feelings to take out on this episode, but hey, shed some light. Episode one hundred thirty-six coming to you on a Monday. First episode of twenty twenty-two. Michael and Jack are back with Miller Lights in hand. Welcome, welcome, twenty twenty-two. Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> Are we welcoming people to shed some light or to 2022? To, tw- to both. Welcome. Welcome. First one, welcome, is for shed some light. Second one, welcome, 2022. Glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Saying welcome just by itself sounds weird. It just sounds weird. Like yeah. I was thinking like, you're welcome. Welcome. But just being like, Welcome. That's weird. That's that's weird. It, it, it sounds like it's missing an adjective in the front of it. Like good welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're no good welcome. Your, your welcome is normal. Yeah, but like when you when you greet someone to start off, say an, uh, an episode welcome. like this, good welcome. Uh, no, I don't like the good welcome. <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds worse than just welcome normally. Well, hey. We uh, we got episode 136 coming to you, Jack. How you doing today? It's a Monday. Doing fantastic. Really? Yeah. I mean, all things considered, I'm doing about as well as I could be. Okay. Like I'm not doing bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not doing good either, but I'm do- I'm doing like well, I actually am. I'm doing pretty good. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. I um. I got a lot of emotions going through me right now. I'm also really pumped for our dinner tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with Potentially, you. Potentially. Potential dinner yeah. tonight. I'll be honest with you. Talking sports-wise, I still am like teetering on a seesaw right now. Like I'm right in the fucking middle about how I want to feel. In regards to? Notre Dame football. Like I'm, I'm like, like, I'm gonna let you talk first, and then it, it's gonna sway me what way that I'm gonna feel. Okay, okay. So let's let's jump right into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. First off, I'm coming off. I'm fresh off a, t- a 12 hour car ride. Notice I said ride because I didn't drive this year. Wow. Last year I drove 12 hours there, 12 hours back. Ah, uh, so you got the off the year. You got so the this off year. year. Got the off year. Shout out to Sierra. She was the MVP of the driving this year. Um, but fresh off a 12-hour car ride, feeling a little bit tired, and my stomach kind of hurts right now. Not sure why. But let's let's talk some Notre Dame football here real Can quick. Can we talk something else before yeah, yeah, yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. What's your go-to car ride snack? Drink and food. Uh, so drink depends on the time of the day. Okay, middle of the day. If I know, 
caffeine affects me, I feel like, more than the regular person. Okay. So if I know that I have nothing to get up for the next day, it's either a gas station, Diet Coke, fountain, not bottle, no ice, or a monster. Okay. Zero sugar, zero calorie. If it's later in the day and or I know that there's something that I need to get up for, I'm going with either a Diet A&W Root Beer. Love that. Or a Gatorade Zero. Okay. Snack-wise, Honey Roasted Peanuts. That's a Banana Lands move. I love Honey Roasted Peanuts. Little planters pack, rip the corner off, bang. Honey roasted peanuts at a gas station is banana lands. They're just so good, dude. It might be good, but that's not that's not a gas station. Like gas stations the one time where you're like when you're stopping at like a roadside type of like it's not, it's technically not a gas station. It's like a I don't know the exact An name. oasis. Yeah. A, a, ro- yeah. Uh, a, uh, a roadside oasis. Yeah. We'll say that. Uh that's the one time where you're like it's it's where it's basically the same thing of like being on vacation because you're going to be on vacation where it's like calories don't count. Oh, and like oh, I can get whatever like the fuck I want. Road stop. Yeah, I'm not talking. Like, I'm, we're on a road trip, and I'm saying like we stop at the side of the road to like maybe fill up, but we're also hopping in the big like the big building wherever the fuck it is, and like sure. what are you getting there? That's what I'm saying. That one's gonna depend on the uh, the selection of restaurants. At the moment and recently, I've restaurant. I'm not talking restaurant. I'm still talking like you. It's limited to like the snacks. Like you're not getting the fucking restaurant shit. Like you're you pull off to the side, right? Right. And someone's got to pee. Yeah. And you walk into that place, and there's there's the, uh, the, uh, the you open the door to the oh oh like the yeah, fridge yeah, yeah. okay, and then you got aisles of fucking like snacks. What are you getting? From yeah, the honey fridge, roasted peanuts. And then what are you getting from honey the... Honey roasted peanuts. Uh, that's a wild move. For sure. Because they last you. You can eat them like one at a time. Really take your time. You can eat them by the handful. They're versatile. I guess. Fuck. I, or I, w- I was going to pick sunflower seeds too, but then you got to have like the receptacle spitter. to be able to spit them spitter. into. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going two things. I agree with you on the drink where I'm going either Monster or Gatorade Zero is my two like that i'm I'm picking no matter what yep my snack though depending on how i'm feeling i'm going one of two and also depending on their selection so my number one is a sour patch watermelons those things are fucking those things go let me tell you but if they don't have that i'm going just lifesaver gummies smack those things any day of the week love them Love them. That's a wild move right there. And and the the Sour Patch Watermelons, like, kind of hit or miss. But the Lifesaver Gummies, like, you pass those around the car. Like, everybody's everybody's taking a little a couple of those. I mean, got Honey Roasted Peanuts. Nah. The Honey Roasted out. Peanuts, is, again, it's the it's the same thing as the Sour Patch where it's hit or miss. But, like, some, some people planters. are... Yeah. Some people are going to be like, man, love me a good Honey Roasted Peanut. And then also people are going to be like... I'm going to die if I eat this peanut because <laughs> I'm allergic to them. So go fuck yourself. I mean, I'm not getting them if, I, if I'm if i in the car with someone who has a peanut allergy. But do you know that, though? Sometimes? Yeah. No. There's only... There's, there's only- never... there's there, Don't 
there's sometimes where you're in the car and there's no way that you're you're hitting that oasis and you're like hey anybody got a peanut allergy in the back no but nah. if, if i'm if i'm traveling in a car with you there's a good chance that i know you like i know you well enough to know whether or not you have a peanut allergy there's only one person in my entire life that i've known that's like been legit close friends to me that has a peanut allergy I'll be honest with you. There's an if I know you and I'm friends with you, I think there's a better chance than not that I don't know if you have a peanut allergy. Like I said, there's only one person that I know that has a peanut allergy, and I only know that because like I feel like peanut allergies are so severe that like you have to know that. Like that's something that you just know about that person. Like oh, that guy has a peanut allergy. Yeah, but they, no, there's there's a good amount of people that could tell me they had a peanut allergy, and I've known them for like ten plus years, and I really didn't know that. You have you have friends who have closet peanut allergies. I just think there's been enough time. Well, like when I'm hanging out with my friends, there's not a lot of times where like a peanut allergy would come up. Yeah, huh? No, there's not. There Oils, really isn't, dude. Restaurants cook with peanut oil. I don't go to a lot of fucking dinners with my friends. Even just the bars. If I'm going to a bar, we're just drinking. You get naps. No, like for the most part, I'm just drinking. Yeah, that's like wild. there's there's like probably I would say like seventy five percent of my college friends could tell me that they have a peanut allergy, and I'd be like, I never knew that. I yeah, like I said, I know for a fact there's only one person that I am friends with that has a peanut allergy. I mean, I guess that's fair. I know another friend who has a seafood allergy. What is a, is a peanut allergy the worst allergy you could have? In my opinion, yeah, because I love peanut butter. Is there like an allergic to meat allergy? Like not just being a vegan, but like there's like actually something where like I can't. I'm eat sure there meat. is. That's the worst. That'd be real tough. That or like a grain allergy. That's so uh, that's eat, something. Like, yeah, so you couldn't eat like uh, oh, what's that called? Celiacs. Yeah, it's so you couldn't eat like pasta or rice I know, or I know anything like that. that too. Yeah, that's that that or a meat allergy would be the worst. I know someone who has that and just refuses to like follow the restrictions. I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah, it's like the people who are lactose intolerant, where they're like, yeah, I know I'm just gonna fucking shit my brains out for the next ten minutes, but guess what? This ice cream sounds really good right yep. now. Yep. That's, that's, I tip my hat to you guys who do that. Yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of people that are like lactose intolerant that don't know it. I feel like that's the biggest, like, uh, I think that's Sierra. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest, like, misconception where they're just like, (laughs) every time I eat like cheese or dairy, I just shit myself. (laughs) Yeah. You're lactose intolerant, you motherfucker. You just don't want to say that you are. And it's not, it's not that you have to be full blown lactose intolerant, but like, your body definitely doesn't tolerate it. Like you, you may not be one hundred percent, but you're on the scale. You're you're, on the la- you're lactose not very tolerant. Yeah, not intolerant, but just not kind of not tolerant. <laughs> lactose not very tolerant. That's what you are. Fair. But I, like I said, like I feel like that's the one that's like the biggest one where it's like people just refuse to admit that they are lactose intolerant. And they'll just be like, nah, I just get the shits every time I eat dairy. It's like, that means that you're lactose intolerant. Do you think you have any allergies? No. In, but Okay, but this is the other thing. I'm, like, so bad at, like, connecting the dots about anything. To the point of where, like, 
say even even in like social situations, right? Yeah. Like I leave every social situation being like everybody there fucking liked me. Oh, dude, same. And I there love, could there could be a person that's like I fucking hate this guy that I, I talk to, and I wouldn't know it because I am I put on blinders and I'm like anything that isn't good I just block out and forget about. It's hilarious, dude. Sierra and I will leave like dinners or parties or like some sort of social gathering like that, and like we get in the car to drive home or drive wherever we're going, and Sierra's like, "Man, I feel like that was kind of awkward," and I was like, "I had a great what? time." <laughs> yeah. I, I completely missed that part. <laughs> you would have to like, you'd have to be so blatantly like against me for me to be like, eh, that guy did not like me. Like you would basically have to come out and be like, Hey man, fuck you. Yeah. And then I'd be like, all right, maybe this Ooh. guy doesn't like me. Right. There's a little red flag. Right there. <laughs> Even if, if you say anything else besides that, I'd be like, you know what? Guys busting balls, you know, just hanging out. Like he actually does like me. Like, he'd be like, Dude, he said that he wanted to like murder your family. I'd be like, hey, that was a good joke, though. No, every time, dude. I swear to God, that happens so often, and I'm just like completely oblivious to any sort of social cues. Oh, yeah. That's to say, or okay, so but that's... then I also think that I don't think that I overthink things. Oh, I don't. I know I don't. So then, I'm. Then you got to throw in that factor too. I'm known for very underthinking things. Yeah. Chronic underthinkers. Yeah. I'm overthink intolerant. Oh. <laughs> You're allergic to overthinking. I'm allergic to overthinking. So you do have allergies. And it's the best allergies to have, baby. There you go. Let me tell you what. Not overthinking things is the greatest. It's the greatest gift I've ever gotten in my entire life. It's great. You know how fucking easy everything is if you just don't overthink it? It's pretty fun. Pretty easy. It's pretty fun, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Not overthinking things. Great. Ideal. It's, but the thing is, because I've, I've said this to Sierra multiple times, where it's like, hey, just don't care that much. But it's like, and so, and then it's like, how do you get it's to that point? It's easier said than done. Yeah, it's like, how do you get to that point? And then it's like, you just don't care. And there's no way to like teach it. Yeah. Like, you just gotta, you either have it or you don't. And let me tell you, I do not care. Good for you. <laughs> it's fun. It's a good time. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into some sports talk. I want to talk some Notre Dame football, get this off my chest as much as I can. There's going to be, I know, some things that I leave out, but I'm just going to kind of run through it. I'm going to let you just kind of roll real quick because like i said i'm on the teeter-totter right now and so i'm just gonna let you roll and then i'll give my reaction so the floor the stage is yours so notre dame loses the fiesta bowl 37 35 after being up 28 to 7 uh late in the second quarter um i'm trying to think where to start here the first uh 97% of the first half was like some of the best football that I think Notre Dame has played all year. And that's not something to be overlooked. Uh, You know, they were rolling offensively and defensively. And it wasn't until that final drive of the first half where they gave up a, a, you know, 70 plus yard touchdown drive in under a minute 
that is where I feel like the momentum started to flip. Um, I was watching the game with uh, a whole group of people, some Notre Dame fans, some not Notre Dame fans. And there was a Notre Dame fan who I was watching the game with who is very smart and whose opinion I usually very highly respect. And he just kept saying that Marcus Freeman is the next Bob Davey. He doesn't know how to coach a team. He's Mr. Nice Guy and doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And then it was a bad hire by Notre Dame. And I don't know if I'm just uh, hopelessly optimistic or what. Like, I could be proven wrong in, you know, five plus years. But, like, I just don't think that could be any farther from the truth. He, he called Marcus Freeman the next Bob Davey. Okay, yeah, that's, that's an overreaction. I do think, and I don't know what it was yesterday, there was like a, a change in the mentality. And there was. There was during the game. And you could see it. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was the fucking... Offensive play calling, defensive play calling, who did it? But there was a change in the mentality. Where in the first half, it felt like it was the fucking Lou Holtz mentality of like, we're going to run this play until it fucking doesn't work. And in the second half, it was like we played right into their hands. So a a couple of other things that I want to touch on here. Unlike in the Brian Kelly era... I feel like that game started out and Notre Dame came out like actually fired up. Yes, 100%. There is there is rarely a time during the Brian Kelly era where the team came out like actually awake and ready to play a big game. Okay, my counterpoint to that is basically every point during Brian Kelly's era, they would never come out fired up, but they would always end the game fired up. And a lot of those times they would win those games. Correct. Correct. I agree with At that. At the end of the day, I'd rather have that. I also think that there was a utter lack of adjustments at halftime. Yes, 100%. And you could see it. Oklahoma State went in there and they made adjustments, and Notre Dame was like, we're just going to do this the exact same thing. And I don't know how true this is. I'm just going off of a couple things that I've heard and what was being said on TV, but... Towards the middle of the third quarter on is when Freeman told Elko, I'm coming back, I'm like jumping back in to call the defense. Well, that didn't and, fucking work. I mean, th- that makes me really worried about who's going to be the defensive coordinator next year. Because I had a lot of confidence in Elko going into this game, and he kind of shit the bed. Okay, well, it, de- it de- kind of depends on what you think then. Because when did the downfall happen? Towards the end of the game. Towards the end mm. of the game, if that's apparently what you said. I like, mean, like they, they had already given up at least 21 unanswered points at, to that, at that point. So it goes, it goes into halftime 28-14, right? 
should have been 31 to 7 if everything goes our way should have been should have been so elko has one bad defensive series that last series right before the half that was his one bad defensive series yeah they fell asleep for yes however many seconds it took them to go 80 yards 100 percent 100 percent i want to know when the takeover happened i do too because that i don't know the details that's the key part of that is when that takeover happens yeah because we played like shit the entire second half there's no like if ands and buts around this. There's no two ways around that. We played like dog shit, and there and so it's like and and it was our defense a lot, but it was also our offense. We didn't do fuck all in the second. So uh, first first half, I was like, we're hanging sixty on these bitches. Like, yeah, straight up. Yeah, and then it was like second half is like we don't know how to play football anymore. Um. A couple things that I think validated my thinking throughout the entire season. Um, and this is a quote that I have that didn't come from me, that came from uh, a very highly regarded Notre Dame football podcast that the hosts of the podcast are former football coaches. Okay, They said uh, it, it was... Where is it? Right here. Uh, It was shown all year that when Notre Dame played a team that had any sort of a pulse, the offensive line couldn't block. And they backed it up with the facts that the the later half of the year when the offensive line was quote-unquote rolling, that was more of the running backs making plays out of less than ideal situations than it was the offensive line setting up the running backs for success. And that was proven in this game okay. in the Fiesta Bowl because the offensive line looked like trash bags when it came to the run game. Okay. And see, and see this is my problem. This is where it gets into the point of where I still love the Lou Holtz mentality. Like, I'm dude, Jack Cohen had 325 passing yards in the first half. And it's not like they did anything crazy to stop the passing game in the second. We just stopped fucking going to it. It was like, dude, throw the goddamn ball. Throw the goddamn ball. I don't give a fuck if if you if he his arm falls off after that game because he threw seventy passes until they go three and out on he threw three. 68. <laughs> if until they go three and out on three consecutive passing plays, I'm throwing the ball every fucking time. There's there's this need in college football and football in general to quote unquote establish the run. It's always been a thing where it's been like, hey, establish the run and then everything else opens up. Guess what? If it ain't fucking broken, don't fix it. And I'll tell you something right here: the passing game was not broken. I don't give a fuck. If it was the other way around, and it was like, we're just running the ball down their throats, we'd run the ball 15 times in a row before they stopped it. Why not do the same thing for throwing it? I, I just don't understand that. Pocket protection was fine. It wasn't like Cohen was getting fucking pressured back there all day. He was doing fine. So just throw the goddamn ball, throw it to Michael Mayer every single time. I'll take Michael Mayer over any of their linebackers, cornerbacks, DNs, whoever the fuck it was. I'll take Kevin Austin over that. I just don't understand why there was this flip of like, now we have to run the ball. It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's hard to say that there was a flip of, of needing to run the ball when he, we attempted 68 passes. In yeah, the game. I, I agree. But I just think that the play calling was not... The first half was on point. Play calling was like, oh, let's fucking ride. And then it was like, it, it fell back into the same thing that Kelly always says, and we just got conservative. We, um, we, I'm going to disagree with you there. We didn't play like we wanted to win that game. Sure, I'll give you that, but... Uh, That's conservative. Good news. I've heard from uh, a, a, a couple of very reliable sources that uh, Dell Alexander is gone. Okay, that's fine. Um, and if you notice what happened in the second half, uh, Oklahoma State just realized what every single other successful pass defense team did to us the entire year. Press coverage off the line. Our wide receivers don't know how to get out of that. They don't know how to use their hands, create their own space. If you jam them at the line, their route's done. And that was seen the entire second half. Mm-hmm. So, like, I am, I could not get him out the door fast enough, and I'm very glad to see him go. I'm sure he's a great person, but he was just not getting it done to the level that Notre Dame needs from, from a wide receivers coach. I will say, Lorenzo Styles balled Bu- out. Yeah, yeah, bucket. Kevin Austin, uh, rumors are he's going to the NFL, and I think that's a very dumb move. And I'm like 50-50 on that move. Dude, if he's getting jammed on press coverage from no. North Carolina, Oklahoma State, and uh, like USC, what do you think NFL corners are going okay, to do? Okay, so there's, there's two things that go into this move. One, I think that he thinks, and I think NFL scouts have seen his raw talent. Because you've talked about it all year. Where it's like he is like... like if you if you knock off all the wide receiver thing, if you just look at the like athlete that he is, he's insane, dude. If he had a legit wide receivers coach, he would be a top ten pick. So, so but that, he doesn't. But see, that's my point. But he doesn't. There's gonna be a team. Hasn't. But there's gonna be a team that takes a gamble on him, and and probably rightfully so. And two, I don't want to speculate on this too much, but you know, going off previous. I would say occurrences. I don't think he's the brightest of the bunch. So he's like, get me the fuck out of college immediately. Yeah. No offense to him or to anybody, but like if we're if we're calling it how it is, he probably is like, I don't want to be in college anymore than I fucking have to be. So I'll catch you later. I mean, yeah, I, I I definitely understand that. I'm just saying that I think that if he were to have, I think that if he came back for one more year, he could put up even better numbers than he did this year and play himself from like a, I don't know where he's projected. I'm going to guess somewhere like third to fifth round into a fourth first round. to second if he comes back for a, a better year. I was going to say, I was going to say fourth round this year. I think best he can get to. I'd say late first, early second, depending on who the wide receivers coach is. I was gonna say I was gonna say early second is his peak. That's still a couple tens of thousands more dollars a year. Again, yeah. I don't know. Um I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but uh 
I think I'm out on Braden Lindsay. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think he's very good. I think you said that earlier this year, too. Yeah, I'm doubling down on it then. He made some good catches, but like uh, I feel like a, a, a solid gust of wind takes him to the ground. Yeah. And that's just not helpful. I mean, I guess this might be the Dell Alexander thing, but the whole thing when he came in was like, he's our speed threat. He's our, you know, like go ball, like Will Fuller-esque type of player. And then like eventually Will Fuller learned how to run other routes. Yeah. And it was like Braden Lindsay just never learned how to run a different route besides a kick-go route. Nope. Nope. So and, it's uh, just tough. Defensively, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on individuals. But I think our defense came down to two people who just got eaten alive. This is going to be very interesting to see who you say because we talked about it before about their quarterback. We made their quarterback look like he was fucking Tom Brady back there. Uh, Yeah. Like that dude stinks. And that guy fucking looked like he was slinging the ball around like it was nobody's business. I was... Thoroughly disappointed is an understatement in the performances of Clarence Lewis and yep. J.D. Bertrand. Yep. And that was, I mean, one, Clarence Lewis got torched. Smoked. Absolutely torched. And what I'm worried about is that he lost all of his confidence in his own ability to ever play football again. Like, he might just be done forever. Like, that, like Gary Gray 2011 against Michigan done that kid never came back from that game and that could be what happened to Clarence Lewis he was put out on an island with zero help play after play after play and got dunked on every single time he was 0 for 50 he that was just a garbage bag performance I feel bad like just constantly shitting on him but like it is what it is, dude. Dude, as a cornerback, I've never even played corner, but you need to either play the receiver or the ball. Do he one didn't or the play other. Either. And he played neither of them. He didn't play the receiver, and he didn't even turn his head to play the ball when the ball was thrown in his direction. It, yeah, because it, it's it's like one of those things where, like, at least as a fan, you can make the excuse of like, if you're playing the ball or whatever. And, like, you try to, like, jump a route maybe, and then the guy hits a go route on you. It's like, all right, fucking, he tried to jump that route. Yep. You, looked, or at, it's you like, looked at one of the two things that you're supposed yeah, to look at. Or it's at. like, oh, you know, he played the wide receiver. He just couldn't, like, make the play. The wide receiver made a great play. Yep. He it was neither. neither. <laughs> it was like that, that guy's just wide open I, every time. I, I don't know what he was doing. He and wasn't again, looking at the receiver. He wasn't looking at the ball. Those are your two jobs as a corner. And, he, like I said, dude, he got torched. Every single time that it was out there, to the point where I think that in the second half, Oklahoma State's play call was just throw it to whoever's guarding, whoever yeah. six is guarding. And and there is there is I will give him a slight benefit of the doubt, where I would like to know what type of defense they were calling. Like, are they calling man coverage or are they calling like a zone? And fucking Oklahoma State just read that like a book. Like, is is that what happened? Or but like that's my only. Like, give him a little bit of credit because I don't know the defense that much to the point of where, like, I'm making an argument about that. But still, he should not have been giving up everything that he did. The the credit that and I, I, I said it, I said he was my X Factor. The credit, and it 
they fucking guess what he was and it didn't work in our favor the credit that i will give him is that he didn't uh tap himself out he continued to compete he didn't julian love himself yeah he could have very easily you know hit the top of the helmet and been like coach i i can't do this right now but he was out there play after play and i i mean I, would that have been a is tapping himself out would that have been a better scenario for us i mean it couldn't have been worse the thing i'll say about jd bertrand if we're trying to i don't want to just shit on clarence lewis for like 20 minutes uh jd bertrand is he's joe schmidt where it's like he's fucking great if it's stopping the run like he'll hit every hole there is every single time and it, when it comes to coverage he couldn't cover me the amount of times that he just like overran a sack overran a coverage route it was horrible like the dude i swear to god and i i brought this up as one of my x factors played like he had cement in his shoes he got going in one direction and if anyone changed directions on him he's done yeah that's true i'm really excited to see the <laughs> linebacking the class cool that, that comes in next year but he stinks yeah and and this is where real quick i, I want to give a shout out to paul mawala he's a south bank kid grew up he's he's transferring from notre dame uh, i don't blame him one bit yeah, they, there's there's some there's gonna be some there's stiff some competition fucking... for the linebacker position. I mean, um, your starting linebackers are gonna be what? Maris Leafau number one, Jalen Sneed number two, and then you got a rotation of you have who is it? Is it Josh Burnham? Is that his name? Yeah, the number nine recruit. Yeah, Josh Burnham, and then Niafetu Halamaka. Yeah, along with Bo Bauer and J D Bertrand, mm-hmm. Andrew White. Uh, I, I think, think all of them could come back. They, yeah, I'm pretty sure they all can. So I mean, that's a stacked that's position a next fucking year. That goes from monster. That goes from zero to hero real yeah. quick. I mean, Jalen Snead is going to be a fucking animal. Yes, absolutely. And this is this is where I'm hoping Freeman can understand this. And I uh, I think Kelly did it at certain times, but not enough. Where and it's almost like the Mike Bray. Like play the freshman. Play him if you're fucking good. I don't care if he I'm, I'm doesn't. I'm no longer worried about that. With the amount yeah. of production that Styles put up in the bowl game, yeah, we're fine there. Yeah, and, but and, but it's like it's but that was like almost out of necessity. Like next year, there's not going to be a necessity. You know, like Lorenzo Styles played because everybody else got hurt. The, next year, you can return your entire starting linebacker core, but you know that that guy, you know that Jalen Sneed's probably the most talented out of all of them. So fucking play him. I don't care if he doesn't, can't, you know, fully understand the offense. I want to put that in quotes, fully. Because he'll understand it enough to make plays. And he is going to be athletic enough to make plays that 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 J.D. Bertrand wouldn't, even if he could read the offense, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's not saying a lot, though, because in you, my opinion, I don't think J.D. Bertrand's very athletic. I but that, but that's what I'm saying. Like there, there's gonna be that part of it where I feel like Kelly was like always, always like one of those people, and, and maybe Freeman is too. Where it's like, oh, but he can, he understands to play better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like I don't give a fuck if he understands to play. I care about if he makes the play. And and going back to your comments about Sneed, Styles, etc. These young kids. This is where I go back to what I was saying about the 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 people that I was watching the game with. They were bitching and complaining the entire game 
about how bad of a hire Freeman was. Oh yeah, see, I don't, I don't. Agree and with that. to the point where I finally, like, towards the end of the game, I legitimately straight up said, "I'm just confused as to who you would have wanted to yeah. co- not only coach this yeah. bowl game but coach in the future." And he said, "The smart." solution would have been to name freeman the interim coach for the bowl game and do an outside hire moving forward no. and i could not disagree anymore i mean first of all you saw it with all the players the, the, and, and, and that's where you have to take it at their word these players work with these coaches on a daily basis and if they're backing him up there has to be some sort of validity there right you're not going to back up a guy that sucks and your opinion is not going to be validated of backing up a guy if what you're putting out on the field sucks. Mm-hmm. If Notre Dame was a six and six team this year, Swarbrick wouldn't have given a wouldn't have given two shits as to what the players said of who they wanted as a coach. Right? Mm-hmm. The fact that they balled out on the field and then had a strong affiliation and a bond towards this guy, in my opinion, speaks volumes. Yeah. Whereas if you were to bring in an outside hire, I think, it goes I think completely you lose against way what more recruits too. This guy was saying that I was watching the game with that Freeman's the next Bob Davy and he's going to bring us to mediocrity for the next five years. Yeah, I think up. that is the exact opposite as of that. That's what would have happened if we would have brought in an outside hire. We would have lost the twenty-two, twenty-three, and half the twenty-four recruiting class. 75 to 90 percent of the coaching staff right now and that would have set the program back three to five years all right so then i have i have something that i want to propose i want you to hold said person accountable so whenever whenever marcus freeman does well i want you to shoot shoot him a text and just be like hmm mediocrity doesn't really look like it and the thing is, too, I said, yes, and I've said this on the podcast, there are going to be growing pains. The Fiesta Bowl was a growing pain. Putting up 35 points against the Big 12's number one defense is not something to be overlooked. I understand that he's not going to be perfect, but I think he's going to be a hell of a lot better than what we've had in the past. 100%. 100%. And there's a reason that we already have, at this point in time, we have the number one class in 2023 uh where where was that under previous coaching regimes nowhere to be found so just a little i'm I'm just just confused as to and like i said he's a smart person and someone whose opinion that i respect and i just don't think he could be any farther from the truth yeah i agree there just a little like transition off notre dame football I don't know what the fuck we're watching right now, but I'm loving every second of it. We're watching tractors yeah, we tractor pools. just flying down a dirt track right now. One, I don't know what they're pulling. Two, I don't know the scoring of this. It's just a... How uh, far you can go? No, no, no. It's a big weighted thing that they pull, and they have to like get to a certain distance in the shortest amount of time. But the the scoring is not on the time. It's on the distance. Yeah. So where how does that happen? I don't I don't know all the rules in it, but like it see that thing that slides on the deck there? That has something to do with it. I don't I don't know. I don't get how I don't get why they stop. 
beats me. But it's sweet tractor pulls, baby. This is this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm loving every second of this. I might um, I might dive deep into this. Shed some light big into tractor pulling now. But yeah, that guy's okay. Luke Combs in the background. Finally, right there. final thought here. Uh, we have 243 days until Notre Dame plays Ohio State. Not like I'm counting or anything. Um, I've dreamt about Notre Dame football the last two nights. That's how uh, invested I am at the po- at the moment. And uh, I I I really don't think that a two point loss to a top ten team who was inches away from making the playoffs should be your end-all, be-all grading stick on Marcus Freeman. 100%. Agree with that. Also, for actually looking forward to that opponent, like it's not like Ohio State had the greatest game either. They gave up 45 to Utah. Now, granted, they're getting a new defensive coordinator, so who knows? From Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I, I am... I'll give my my off-season thoughts and uh, predictions for next year once I have a little bit more time to digest this, but uh, I... Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Lost by 1.7. I don't know. Um, Again, I don't know how they score this. I, I could not be more pumped for the future of Notre Dame football. Yeah, me too. Agreed. Agreed. <sighs> Transitioning off that? I think that's all I got. Let's go to basketball. Uh, DeMar DeRozan bag. I'll fucking kiss you on the lips, buddy. You're the fucking goat. First two, player, two first player in NBA back. history to have game-winning buzzer beaters on back-to-back days. Mm. DeMar, the MVP, said suck my balls to both the Indiana Pacers and the Washington Wizards. He said, fuck you guys. The Bulls are a wagon. Yeah. And we still... Started 2022 in first fucking place in the Eastern Conference. You're goddamn right, baby. Dude, they're so fucking fun to watch. They are. They're awesome. They are. Seeing a lot of red. It's the only thing I did in 2021. Saw red. <laughs> um, and how about Mac McClung coming on? Dude, second two-day contract. Buckets. How you doing? I would also like to give a shout-out. I believe his name is Matt Thomas. The only thing that I hate about him is that he went to Iowa State. Oh, but I'm look. I'm not tough I'm look. not out on Iowa State basketball. <laughs> I'm out on Iowa State football. It's it's Iowa State football. It's my biggest gripe. Iowa State just in general, I don't really like. But Matt Thomas, this guy, don't know where he came from. Don't know. I don't know if we signed him like a year deal, minor or like G League, ten day. This motherfucker gets buckets. Like I don't know if you've been watching him lately. This dude, out of nowhere. White guy that can just knock down threes. Any he games, just sits there and he's like, yeah, yeah. Any, anything that has happened within the last six days, I've only seen highlights of. Dude, he's just been fucking corner, bucket, 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 bucket. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he just keeps knocking down three balls for us, so I'll take it. I don't know where all these guys are going to kind of land when everyone comes back, like when Alonzo comes back and when Caruso comes back. But, like, Matt Thomas really getting some buckets out here right now. What more can you ask for? Yeah, that's that. That's what you. That's what you genuinely love to see. <laughs> Mac McClung. I didn't know this because he was on the Lakers. He actually got his first NBA bucket for the Bulls. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, little J from the from the uh, top of the key. Yeah. So, Shout out to him. Big Fuck time. Him. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Matt Thomas. This is the yep. It's for the Bulls. Just absolute bucket getter. 
Well, we're giving Chicago shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to Robert Quinn. Big Shot Bob from the Bears. Breaking the uh, Bears' single-season sack record yesterday. That's pretty sweet. 18 sacks on the season. As the Bears uh, demolished the Giants 29-3. to I was telling Jack before uh, the Bears game started... The Bears were six and a half point favorites going into uh, Sunday's game, and I almost took the Giants because the Bears should never be favored by six and a half points. But they came out and made the or the Giants made the Bears look like it was nineteen eighty five. Yeah, I mean that's tough. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like the Giants wanted to win because that gave them a better draft pick. Like they were trying. It was it was a kind of a lose lose situation there. Yeah, but it's but at the same time, like I guess it didn't really matter at the right. end of the day. But like you kind of still want to lose. You kind of still want to win. Win. Yeah. 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 That was uh. That was actually Dude, it a was fun like, game to watch. It was like <laughs> it was like watching the bad news bears. Which is like the Giants can't really be this bad, right? And then it was just like consistently like, oh, holy shit, they actually are that bad. The the funny thing too is the Bears are now six and ten, which like granted is is nothing special, but like it's not terrible. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna go that far. Like it's not like, good. No, definitely, I'm not saying that they're good by any means. I'm just saying that they're not like. Two and fourteen, yeah, sure, we're and that's the, how I not feel the, like they they are. Yeah, but like I expect more. Well, obviously I do too, but I'm just saying. But like how how down and out I've been about the Bears in my mind, they should be two and fourteen right now, and they're six and ten, which means they're overperforming. Yeah, but like also like who who have the Bears beat? No one. Exactly. Like they beat the shitbag teams, and they just haven't fucking done anything good. Yeah. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Beat the teams that are worse than them and lose to the teams that are better. Which is unfortunate to say because if you want to have any hope, anything to root for. Their their best win their best their fucking their best wins against the Bengals. People forget we beat the Bengals at the beginning of the year. And I just brought this up to you before we started recording. This is why I, and it's probably a dumb take on my part, but this is why I love college football more than the pros. Yeah, but see, they, okay, so this doesn't make sense to me. The ba- or the Bengals just clinched the uh, what the AFC North, I think is what division AFC they're in. East, maybe I don't know. No, not East. I think they're AFC North. North. Maybe I don't know. Whatever division they're in, and they're ten and six. Like they're they're just a couple games above five hundred. Okay, like, but I then- don't. I I I get it that it's like. You play more games. There's better competition, but like, but then my counterpoint a thrill to this of of rooting for a team to go twelve and zero. Sure, sure. But then my counterpoint to this is, we talked about on the last podcast how we didn't want to see Alabama and Georgia in the national championship. Who are uh, both like, I did. but yeah, but like it was the lesser of two evils. Yeah, like we didn't want to see them, but we wanted to see them because I would rather have them two than other two. I don't. They're gonna go thirteen and zero. They're gonna go thirteen, twelve and one. The the fucking every single year. So I don't want that either. Like I want there to be a little bit of parity. Speaking of which, 
Uh, did you see that Georgia opened up as two and a half point favorites? That's crazy. That's banana lance. That I feel like is almost free money. Uh, that I might be Miller Alabama. money. Like put your savings I'm on that. that fucking Alabama <laughs> any day of the week plus two. Two and a half point favorites, Georgia. Also, this is another thing I want to talk about. Everyone that keeps fucking saying Notre Dame shouldn't be in the playoffs. Fuck you. Get Michigan out. Get fucking Cincinnati out of there. Maybe both of those teams should join a conference. Uh, never mind. Sorry. Wait. Did you see? Uh, did you see Drew Tranquil's tweet? Yeah. It's like, dude, and it's probably that probably is like an exact quote. I don't know if it was, but it probably is. Where it's like Michigan gets fucking shit stomped, and they're like, "What a great season by Michigan." And then if it was fucking Notre Dame, they'd be like, "Well, Notre Dame can't compete." So, so two things, two points here. First off, Drew Tranquil tweeted, "If this were ND." Chris Fowler would say, well, Kirk, Andy just can't get it done against top-tier competition. And Kirk Herbstreit would say, absolutely. There's just a gap in recruiting, and it's really showing itself tonight. But it's Michigan, so they say, what an outstanding season this Michigan team has had. Yeah. No. Suck no. my fucking no. ass. Hold everybody to the same goddamn standard. Second. I'm sick of this shit. Second. First of all, no, no, no. First of all. Michigan and Cincinnati, if you're going to tell me that Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoffs, then get Michigan and Cincinnati the fuck out of here. I'm Michigan, sick of this shit. Michigan's offensive line walking in with the run the damn ball shirts. Buddy, you finished with 29 rushing yards. Eat a dick. Can I get a yikes in the chat? Also. Other, other thing I have to say. Also, oh, you finish. Then, then, I got, then I got something because I made this last year. And it, it's funny that it came up again this year. Other thing I have to say, I hopped on Twitter during the during halftime of the first playoff game, Bama Cincinnati. Right, everyone was like, "Oh my god, this has been like the most competitive first half of of a college football playoff that we've seen in a while." Are you people fucking morons? Yeah. The halftime differential was the exact same, exact same. As Bama Notre Dame last year, how is that more? How is that more competitive? Because you got fucking American Athletic Conference Cincinnati in there. I would, yeah, I I hundred percent agree with this. And I, uh, first of all, I made this last year, and it came up on the on the old time hop the other day. I would like to read you this, and I told you this before the playoffs even happened. I said this down here. There have been twenty one games in the college football playoffs before this year. 14 of them have been blowouts. Now, there has been 23 games in the college football playoffs, and 16 of them have been blowouts. So, I don't want to hear it. You also want to say, oh, it's these like random teams that get blown out. Uh, let me read you some scores from the college football playoffs. Clemson versus Alabama. Clemson 44, Alabama 16. Would you like to tell me the difference? That's a, 28, that's a 28 point fucking shit stomping. Uh, LSU 63, Oklahoma 28. Oklahoma uh, Would anybody belong. like to tell me the difference there? Uh, last one here. We're going to go, or two more, sorry. Clemson 31, Ohio State 0. Ohio State doesn't belong. Ah, one more for you. We just said Clemson shit pump Alabama. We're going to go LSU 42, Clemson 25. Clemson doesn't belong. Shut the fuck up with this whole Notre Dame's held to a higher standard. I'm sick of this shit. 
every team has gotten fucking smoked in the college football playoffs. It just is what it is. And that shows it too because Clemson shit stomped and then got shit stomped. I showed I just showed you Clemson getting shit stomped, Alabama getting shit stomped, Ohio State getting shit stomped, and Oklahoma getting shit stomped. Hello? Like why? Why are we held to a different standard? That's my biggest argument. That's my biggest gripe is why is Notre Dame held to a different standard? It's because we're different and we're not in a conference. And that's all. But th- that's the other part. It's like, oh, join a conference. Like, dude, every no, team I just no. every team I just listed no. do is I fucking wanna, do in I a conference play, and they got shit stomped. Do I want to have to play a Big Ten or an ACC schedule year after year after year for the rest of eternity? Absolutely not. That sounds miserable. I'd yeah. rather put forks in my eyeballs. Yeah. It's so. just fucking... It doesn't make sense, and I'm sick of the fact that Notre Dame's held to a different standard. Just wake like, up it's and gonna like, go, it's have gonna, some common sense. Monday morning, they're going to run ESPN, right? They're going to run Sports Center, and they're going to be like, fucking Michigan, Cincinnati had a great year. And it's like, you understand if Notre Dame put up that exact same numbers against either one of those teams, it'd be like, Notre this Dame team fucking stinks. Like, this team is the fucking worst. Ban them from the college football playoff for life. Like, they're the fucking worst. Just look at things objectively. Suck my fucking ass. Every team gets... There there have been... It's more likely than not that a team gets smoked in the college football playoffs. It is. There's been 16 out of 23 games that have been a fucking blowout. Notre Dame has been in two of those games. Yet, okay. 16 out of 23 have been blowouts. Yet, people still argue, oh, we got to go to a 12-team playoff because that's going to make things more competitive. No No fucking shit, No. If every single team is being blown out by the top two teams year after year after year, why the fuck would we want more teams to be added to that? The only reason that they want that is just so that there's, there's less bitching about who makes it into the playoffs. Oh, Kevin Austin officially goes to the draft. It doesn't make, doesn't make tough. Not, not shocking. But yeah, uh, playoff expansion is dumb. And uh, anybody you, who shits on Notre Dame is dumb. And, and either I'm, you I'm, can, I, I lied. You can shit on Notre Dame, but you also have to shit on Cincinnati, Michigan, and every other team that gets smoked. There's no in between. You yeah, can't yeah. shit on Notre Dame and then not shit on everybody else. So if you're gonna shit on Notre Dame, fine. But you also have to shit on Michigan and Cincinnati. So I'm starting, uh, just like White Sox Dave has the White Sox ban list. The ban list. I'm starting a Marcus Freeman ban list. Oh, I'm in. I'm heading heading up the Marcus Freeman fan committee, and I am starting a a ban list, and I have one person on it so far. All right, good. I like that. I like that. So if you come to me with a legitimate argument— I got another person that you can add add to that too, by the way. There's a possibility too. I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's a possibility that I could be proven wrong in the next— three to five years mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong that that very well could happen but right now i'm saying you can't judge him on one game and i think that he brings a much higher ceiling than what we've had in the past mm-hmm. and that's what i'm gonna ride with until i'm proven otherwise agree and so, i got another person you can add to that well i'll tell you off the podcast okay cool we got two people on the marcus freeman ban list fair cool. um do you have any more sports? Uh, let me check the notes here. No. 
Okay, so I got I got two dumb thoughts that I, I want to throw out here. Cool, I got three. Okay, um, first, so you know how when you lock a door, the thing it goes like sideways. That means it's unlocked. Like the I don't actually know the actual lock itself. Yeah. Like when you turn it sideways, that means it's unlocked. Yeah. Right. Not, and, not here. Okay. Yeah. But then you turn it up, and it means it's locked. Normally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you flip it up mm-hmm. and you lock the door. It would make way more sense for it, for it to be, be the other, other way. way. Because when it's it should be sideways to show that the lock is sticking out. Yes, dude. I was thinking about this that this weekend and I was like, holy fuck. Cause the place that we live at now has locks that go when it's sideways, it's locked. And, and I was like I was thinking about it, I was like, holy fuck, that makes so much more sense. Because it because shows the, you the lock position of the lock is in the door. Right. Who came up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck was like, I'm going to make the lock the opposite of what it actually is? Right. That's crazy. I was thinking, I was like, like mind blown by myself. That's what again, I was in here. I was yeah. like, holy fuck. Because when we moved in here, I was like, I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, because it's the, it's the opposite of everything. But like, I'm, the I was sense. like, yeah, I was like, but I'm, because I'm used to the other way. And then it wasn't until, like, we've lived here for, what, like, two, three months? And then I've finally been like, holy fuck. That makes way more sense. Yeah. I mean, that's banana lands. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. Sure. Just wanted, to, just wanted to throw that one out there. Okay. Also, I saw something this weekend that I think is fucking revolutionary. All right. So, I've said this before. I work at, like, a health center. Yep. Gym he- slash health center. There's Fitness a bunch club, of, yeah, a bunch of rehabilitation. So, I'm assuming this person had, like, some type of ankle surgery or something. Okay. So, obviously, the ankle incapacitated, right? Sure. Wait, wait. What? She had, like, some sort of ankle yeah. surgery. Okay, okay, right? okay. Yeah, sure. So, obviously, you can't use your ankle. Right. You know, can't put any pressure on it. Yep. No crutches. Peg so, leg. Oh! I was going to say, was she Dude. just hopping around? No. Like, okay, so right, like, at the knee, like, there was a, she had, like, a she a place that she could place her knee in and then legitimately peg leg and then there's like a guard that went on the back of her like the front of her shin that kept her the back of her leg up and she just walked so wait 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 she had two full legs and one half peg leg no no no. so okay so i understand yeah she was kneeling in it yeah yes in her other and her other in her left leg like if it was her right ankle her right leg was a peg leg and then her left leg was normal and she was just walking but but the bottom half of the peg leg was 90 degrees out the back yep <laughs> yeah oh yes that's sick dude that's I, so cool. I saw that and i was like what in because fucking tarnation are we doing over here? right there yeah Dude, I was oh. like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my entire life, and why haven't we fucking done this before? Wow. Oh, we got a new leader, Dirty Pearl. Let's go. 
But like, so then people are like, people are probably thinking like, oh, the back of that one leg that's a peg leg is just gonna be dragging. Nope. She there's like a there's like a metal thing that keeps it like oh, rest dude, the, her shin. Sick. It rests her shin there, so like she's just got it like fucking. It's it's not like dragging anymore. It's just hitting that back of the thing. And I literally saw this. I was fucking blown away. I was sitting there. I was turning to the people that work with me. I was like, dude, are you guys fucking seeing this right now? And does anybody think this is as cool as I do? Because I've never seen that. And that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's She was cool. just walking like it was normal. That's cool. She just had a peg leg. Yep. I like that. If I ever get ankle surgery, I want one of those fucking peg legs. I'm not doing crutches. Hurts your armpits. Peg leg, boom. Keep it going. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. That's cool. That's cool. I no like that. Shout out to that lady. That was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Just yeah. wanted to put that one out there. Okay. Also, just peg legs. I think peg legs are cool. <laughs> Bring them back? Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. If I ever get knee down, chopped off somehow, I'm getting a peg leg. Hopefully you don't, but... And I don't want, like, a... I, I don't want, like, a prosthetic. I want a peg. Just a wooden... Just a wooden peg. Okay. Noted. Because then I'll, I'll hit everybody with an R. <laughs> Matey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. I got three. Two of my own dumb thoughts, one listener submission dumb thought. What do you want to get to first? Whatever you want. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my own first. We've moved on from tractors, by the way. Now we're just cars. We just got, we got truck tractor pulls. Okay. Um, first thing, um, uh, when you wear a hat, does it sit like straight on forward? It depends on the hat. So it changes? Uh, if, if I'm wearing a hat forward, I think a majority of the time it's straight forward. Okay. Because I have hats that like... I can wear forward, and then I have hats that I can only wear backwards. No, no, no. No. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the thing that I realized. When I put a hat on that I'm wearing what I think is forward. It's slightly to the right or the left? It's, yes. No, for the most part, mine's generally straightforward. Mine, every single time I put on a hat forward, it is slightly cocked to the right. And I'm not sure why. Because that feels forward to me, and then I look in the mirror, and then I have to adjust it, and then it feels off on my head, but it's actually straightforward then. I think it's one of those things where it's just like muscle memory at this point. Like. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can see it. So that feels straight to me. I don't think it's cocked to the right. I think you, when, no, okay, so I know what happens. But this. When you put put your hat down. Is this straight? Yeah. And this feels like it's way far to the left. I know what it is. So it's not cocked to the right. When you put your hat on, you grab the right side of the bill, and you you dip it further that way. Okay, so I'm going to put my hat on now left-handed. Yeah. Let me see. All right, never mind. You just fucking suck. So that, that, that right there feels straight to me. Yeah, never mind. You just suck. I thought you just, I thought you just like put it on with your right hand and dipped the right side. And it's not. You just fucking cock it to your right all the time. Where is that? Still a little bit cocked to the right. So yeah, that I just I did as as best as I could. Put that on with my left hand, thinking it was straight. 
Can I try? And it, it still goes to the right, and I'm not sure why. Can I try? Is this... All right, yeah. Yours goes that way. A little bit? Yeah. To the left? Yeah. All right, because I put that on with my left hand. Let me see if I can do it with my right then. Look at me a little bit more. That's pretty straight. Okay, so if I put it on with my right hand, then I'm normal? That You might be like just a degree off to that side, but like not I, noticeable. I think, it's, I think it's when I put it on with my left hand. That's pretty straight. All right, never mind. I just, I just fucked it up one time. I got a, I got a good hat put on. Yeah, every time Do, I wear it, if okay, I so don't then, look in the mirror, it go, my brim goes slightly to the right. Okay, so then question, if you put it on backwards, does it still go to the right? Okay, no, see, that that seems pretty normal. And that's putting it on how I normally put it on, right-handed. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that you're just, you're just when it's going forward. Just... All right, that's, that's good. Yeah, I tried to get it that way. Yeah. That's crazy. In, in my head right now, this feels like it's cocked that to the yeah, left. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. That you're just you're just slinging it to the right on a normal. I just bang right there. That's straight in my mind. It's not the thing is like here. Give me your hat. The thing is like you're not. It's not like you're doing this. No, I'm not like you're doing. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're the brim is not going to the right. You lean. You do. You do that. Where like you lean the brim. And I, I don't understand because, like, is my head misshaped? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, was I dropped on my head? You're not, like, it's not like, it's not like you're putting on a normal and it's even and you're just slightly turning it to the right. You are putting it on and then having the one side of the brim higher than the other side of the brim. <laughs> That's what you're doing. It's not like, you could just even it out by just, like shifting the brim to the left but you you don't even do that you just you just cock it a little bit oh god i wish i i mean i had to bring it up because i noticed it and i've been noticing it but like i also don't want people I, to i've, call I've it out never now. noticed it yeah did somebody call it out no but i literally notice it every time i put on a hat and look oh, in the mirror see then you're an idiot for bringing that up because now i'm gonna notice it it's all right keeps me accountable old cocked brim michael (laughs) (laughs) all right uh my other dumb thought that this was my own so um i was out in in new york this weekend okay with a couple of gabagools good transition there because that's what it sounded like and uh i don't understand accents you have to go like like we have to get like real philosophical to like dive deep back into it but why like do we all why can we read the same word and say it different like like for instance the people that i i was with are new york giants fans right so why do i say giants and they say joints because it's again like you got like if we want to get like an actual answer to this like you got to dive so far back for the joints this week yeah you got to dive so far back into like the like where the original people of that land settle from, and I'm not gonna do that. But like, but you just but gotta aren't, all, aren't the letters of the alphabet made to produce the same sound? Sure, but not as someone would say it. 
if that makes sense. Because, like, yeah, dude, because then I think about, like, southern accents, too, and, like, west coast accents, and it's like everyone can read the same word but say it differently, and it doesn't really comprehend in my mind. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where there's there's a bunch of things that all look the same but do different things, like just in general everyday life. It's kind of the same thing with accents, no? Maybe. I I don't know. Like I said, it's one of the things that doesn't make sense to me. I would equate them to fishing poles. <laughs> There's a bunch of fishing poles, right? Uh, yeah. But some fishing poles are stronger than others. And so they, they can reel in a different way and they can they can catch bigger fish. Yeah, same but thing your, with accents. Your fishing poles are It's all meant for, to do the same thing. But they're made to catch different fish. Mm, but I don't know about that. I'm not dropping like a fishing a poles deep are all, sea fishing pole into an inland lake. Yeah, but fishing poles are all meant to catch fish. They'll do it in a different way though. So so a, an East Coast accent is just a deep sea fishing pole yeah no we can be speak as like an inland lake fishing pole it can be whatever type of fishing pole you want it to be ever think about it like that that's an interesting way of looking at it bunch of fishing poles they all get the job done though sure 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 all right last one uh let me get this pulled up here this is a listener submission straight from pt goodness where'd it go okay here we go. Um, Airport Thoughts Volume 3 was the title of this. So he says, here's your scenario. You're in the tunnel leading from the leading out to the plane from the terminal and realize that you have to fart. Okay? I'm cutting out some details here. Option A, do you uh, fart and crop dust the people behind you in the tunnel thingy? Or B, hold it in until you're on the plane and then it could potentially contaminate what he calls five rows in each direction. Okay, so th- like I said, I told you that there's a correct answer to this. I know. You you dropped that line on me, and I was like, okay, that's as far as we can get until so, we start recording. There's multiple ways you can play this, and it's neither really of the ways that he described. Okay. So, okay, so it's A— do you want to let it out in the, the the tunnel, right? There's a very specific and key moment that you have to let it out if you're doing it in the tunnel. And it's right as you hit that fucking turn where the door is sometimes open with the people going like down to the baggage shit. You know what I'm talking about? There's always like the like the yeah, like 45 yeah. degree angle. Right? Correct. To get that's, like that, but that's that's in my opinion, that's too close to getting on the plane. I'm not trying to drag that that scent with me onto the plane. If no. I'm gonna fart in the tunnel, I'm doing it like no. way back because no. then I have the whole tunnel to walk it out. No, because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gas exchange areas there. <laughs> you get there sometimes the doors open, and if the doors open, it's free game. Like that's fucking easy money. The doors not open this time of year though. Okay, but also. Even though that that thing, they, the little like suction cup thing is onto the plane, there's still like it. You, there's still air coming in there. Yeah, you can see the ground. Yep. So you can fucking fart there, and it seeps out the edges. Hopefully, hopefully. 
but also like there's no difference between you have a better shot of it like diluting in that air and the people behind you not smelling it you have a better shot doing it there than you do at the beginning of the tunnel like if you do it at the beginning of the tunnel the person behind you is like that guy just farted well you have a lot of people in front of you that you could blame it on be, doing it at the beginning of the tunnel guarantees to get the fart out, or the smell out of you before you step onto the plane, and that's the last thing I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to carry some smells with me. Dude, I mean, plane. listen, how long is your fart staying around? It depends. You gotta cut the tail. Sometimes, sometimes it's just pop done. No, you gotta cut the tail, and sometimes it just lingers. Okay. Well, even then. Okay, so if you are doing it then at the beginning of the tunnel. Also, I think, I think you got to play it up a little bit. Like, you got to fart and immediately be like, oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I farted? Can, I can tell you for a fact there is no shot that I'm farting in my seat. Okay, yeah. That's a banana land steak. Mine was going to be go to the bathroom. Yeah. You just go. You imme- Like, you put your shit down, you get your seat, and you immediately go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you act like you're taking a piss or something in there. I'm, I'm doing that or just holding it in until we land. Yeah. It, it, it really depends on how long the flight is. I'm a, I am a fantastic fart holder in her. Until I, I go to sleep. I was about to say, I've been waking myself up by farting a couple times lately. And it is shocking to say the least. That's, wow. That's something. But I, not like, not like, but it's not like one of those things like, if I go to bed for the night. I'm not going to wake myself up by farting. But if I take a nap, like I'll fart and be like, <laughs> and I'll wake up real quick. Wow. Okay. Hey, uh, dude, it sucks. Because then, like, I did it, uh, like, once during Thanksgiving. And I was like, I wonder if anybody else heard that fart. Like, was it loud? And I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah. Can't say I've ever done that, but I hey, guess. Let me tell you, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. It sucks. Especially if you're in a group of people. Hmm. Okay. I guess I am a sleep farter. But I've never... I don't think I've ever woken myself up from a fart. It's... If you're by yourself, it's funny. If you're not by yourself... If you're not by yourself, it's like the most nerve-wracking thing of all time. Farting in a non-public situation is almost always funny. All right. Now I got a serious question for you. I'm not going to say like... I'll say, oh, tolerate. Already had this discussion. The smell of your own farts. Uh, I mean, I know how healthy I am, depending on how bad my smarts, my smarts fell. My smarts fell. My farts smell. That I, I literally have no opinion on that. Like I don't like. I'm not gonna like be like, oh, that smelled bad. If I farted, I'll just be like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I have no opinion on that one. Smart fella. Fart smell. Fart smell. All right. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I think we need to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening to Shed Some Light, episode 126. Sorry we're ringing in the new year with some fart talk, but uh, I guess you could say well, this we'll end it. Hey, we'll end it with some, some good talk. Shout out to Chaz Fleming. Forgetting the fucking furthest tractor pull and whatever the sh- fuck we're watching right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Hope you all tune in then. Check out the description down below. It has links to all of our social media if you want to get a hold of us, as well as the link to leave us a voicemail if you have anything that you would like us to discuss. 
whether it's fart-related, Notre Dame football-related, or anything else. We're happy to talk about it. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Crack open a couple Miller Lights for us, and in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.